All right, guys. You're going to have to finish. Let me finish setting up real quick. Real, real quick here. Uh, it's only going to take me a second here to get the deck set up. So stay with me. I'm, I went down this morning down the proverbial rabbit hole with one of the stories. And we're going to get into that. That's Miter. Miter back, back on top of things. Um, doing things that, you know, make you go, yeah, that's a good idea. So let me get the right, I got to get the right things up here. Oh, I forgot to put one of the logos on up here. Give me a second. Our holiday today is American Legion Day. So let's get that up here and rolling first. Man. Um, yeah, hold on one second. Rapid hole got me this morning. It really, it really did. Uh, there we go, the American Legion. It is American Legion Day. Let's bring that down. We'll throw it over there. We'll assign that a key in the old stream deck. American Legion Day. Happy American Legion Day. Wow. Um, I'm telling you, I didn't even get time to get more Kansas City coffee in my Kansas City cup. It's one of those, one of those, one of those mornings. Um, wow, what, what, I was, I was like Miter. Uh, if you don't know, MIT research, no, I mentioned research, MIT research. Uh, MITRE, uh, FFRDC, Federally Funded Research and Development Corporation out here. Well, they're actually Massachusetts, but they're big offices out here in Virginia. Doing great, great things. And they, they've they led me down a rabbit hole with their new project. Um, <laughs> Alex. Let's get this over with. No, this is a good one this morning, Alex. We got a couple stories. I threw a couple stories out there. Uh, St. Louis County defending websites. Stopping the bad guy. Keeping the bad guy out. Hackers doing more hands-on. It's not a good sign. Um, and MITRE. Uh, we're we're going to spend some time on MITRE this morning. Miter's doing, Miter is doing good, good things. Wow, this one, if you're a red teamer, if you're dealing with threat, if you're anyone that wants, even on the blue team side, this thing is, it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, man. So let's jump in. Let's throw the intro up there. I just don't, I just, I, I spent 30 minutes just link after following links, following links around. We're going to have to dig out our PowerPoint view so that I can show you the web pages we got to look at. Oh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy morning. Um, I don't think this, this works. Yeah. If you don't know, the show is being ported over to MP3 and it's put on iTunes. So you can go out to iTunes and listen to this. In your car, if you want to, you won't be able to see the visuals, obviously, but we'll throw all the links. All the links are available in the show notes on the YouTube channel, uh, in the show notes on iTunes. You can get all the links, a ton of links this morning to MITRE stuff, Scythe. I think we have Scythe stuff out there as well. Um, if you're out here on YouTube land, share with your friends. This is a good one to share. Share 
comment, hit the bell to be notified, subscribe, all that good stuff. Oh, we got a lot to go. Let's throw the intro in and we'll be right, right, right back. Woo! Where'd my web pages go? Did I lose all my. No, they're over here. That's CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike's part of this as well. There we go. Big old stack of, of just link after link after link. Linking around. Uh, so we'll talk about this morning. We're going to talk about MITRE. We're talking about the MITRE attack framework. Uh, we're going to talk about the new MITRE framework. This one's kind of, this is cool, man. Um, Adversary Emulation Library. I don't think they've got a cool name for it. This is the first time I've seen this. It's apparently been out for a while, but not not in this format. Uh, it's been out. They've been working on this for a while, but not in this format. Have, have you heard of the Ac Adversary Emulation Library? Uh if you haven't, you're going to hear about it this morning. So, again, links are all in the show notes, both on iTunes and on YouTube. Um, let's talk about the regular, regular, regular news first. So, the evil, evil hacker. So, a report out by ZDNet this morning said there's a sharp rise in sophisticated hands-on hacking campaigns over the course of this year, with the first six months of 2020 seeing more of these intrusions than the total number for the whole of 2019. What they're saying is the bad guy is getting hands on keyboard. They're not running scripts as much as they used to be. And we see this, we have seen this in a number of the ransomware attacks are human interaction ransomware attacks. Um, we still see a lot of the automated stuff. We see a lot of that going on, but a lot more hands-on and hands-on is more dangerous. Uh, the person can look at things and evaluate them and make rational decisions on where to go next on their attack, where a script can't necessarily do that. Um, a hands-on intrusion is where human hackers actively explore compromised systems themselves rather than relying on program scripts uh, that perform the automated task. The rise in attacks is attributed to the combination of cyber criminals continuing to evolve their tools, techniques, and procedures, as well as the way hacking groups have exploited the rise in remote work. So, again, we've talked about this before. RDP connections on the Internet, insecure VPN technologies. Um, yeah, the not not good, good, good ju juju. So the report that was put together was put together by one of my one of my favorite organizations, CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. Um, they do a lot of research, right? Um, findings detailed in the CrowdStrike threat hunting report for 2020 based on potential hands-on intrusion identified by the cybersecurity company's research team. The first half of 2020 saw 41,000 intrusions, a higher, higher figure than the 35,000 detected in all of 2019, according to the company. Most alarming from the 2020 perspective has been the volume and reach of the amount of intrusions we've observed. Uh, keep in mind, this is essentially the first half of the year. Uh, we've already seen a significant, uh, significantly exceeded the volume of what we observed in 19 and 18. 
Uh, this is a testament how troubled the, the the landscape is. And we talk about we talk about what is going on with the the cyber, the security, and the risk professionals, right? So this is something the risk professional. If you're the risk professional at your organization, we know there's certain times you need to take and refocus enterprise risk, right? So this is one of the things, this is a significant change in the threat landscape. In the first half of the year, we've already had more intrusions than all of 2019. Um, and the number's the same, more than we've seen in 2018. So in the first half of the year, th there's 6,000 more intrusions. Um, that's a change the threat landscape. We need to think about how does that impact how we have made risk decisions for those systems that are on our network. So what do we need to think about? What, what systems do we have? And what, let's think about one of the things we talk about. We should have been looking already because we know ransomware uses RDP as a, a way in. That's one of its number one paths in is insecure RDP sessions, or RDP servers that are poised on the internet. So do you have that in your organization? Uh, you should be looking already, but now you need to take and make that itemized list. What is offering up? What systems right now do you have that are offering RDP connections? Uh, they need to be cataloged. They need to be inventoried. Where are they at and are they protected? Um, Hands-on, the article goes on to say, hands-on campaigns are based around hacks, ga hackers gaining access to the network, often via leaked or stolen credentials to an employee account or an exposed RDP server. Then using the legitimate access to those accounts or systems that the systems offer to move across the network, moving laterally. Gradually, uh, gradually securing the means to gain more access, uh, bad, bad sentence. Um, and because this is gained legitimately, it's often difficult to, to notice uh, this unusual activity. So really we're seeing more and more hands-on attacks, which is dangerous. It changes our threat landscape. If we've been looking for telltale signs of automation, and we know telltale, telltale signs of automation are generally the speed in which the attack happens, right? So if it's a scripted attack, things are going to happen one right after the other, be quick. In these hands-on attack, it's harder to detect because it moves at a person's speed, because there's a person actually doing it. This is this is what we think about when we think about hackers. Somebody behind a keyboard, you know, dark room, pounding away, trying to get onto your RDP server, trying to move around laterally using the tools and techniques they have available. So um be aware, right? Be aware this is changing. The, the, the reliance on automated scripts is falling away a little bit. And we can assume that as they go away from quantity, which we get with automated scripts, we're going to want, as an attacker, we're going to go after a higher quality site. So if they're spending time behind the keyboard instead of just running a script, that means the target is of higher interest than just this fire and forget script. So something to be aware of, something to know 
today as you go out, when you go out and you look at your systems, the systems you're going to go out to protect today, think about that. Think about what protections did we put in place before and how were we thinking about this? Risk professionals, you need to think about this. In the way we looked at attacks in the past years, was it defending on automated scripts? That means that our some of our tailored responses were based on finding someone that's throwing a script at us that's going to move, be moving quickly that we're going to be able to detect. Some of these some of these attacks may go undetected just because they're moving at the speed of a person, which normally doesn't trigger IDSs. IDS IPSs, if something's moving too fast, it's moving faster than a normal person would, would go, normally that's a key indicator, and that sets off IDS and IPSs. This case, with these guys just coming in slow and low, they become harder to see. So know that, risk folks, know you're going to have to go today and look at how are we evaluating things? How, how have we built our risk profile? Is it around identifying these fast movers, fast moving scripts moving across our network? If that's the case, we may need to look relook at it because we're seeing a lot more manual, hands-on attacks. Uh, and that's that's regular attacks, and that's ransomware attacks. We're seeing it with ransomware as well. Um, the other thing that's going on today, this is your good story of the day. Um, St. Louis County fends off cyber attack. It's in your show notes. In attempt to infect a Missouri County's website with malware uh, has been foiled. Threat actors deployed Trojan horse malware in an attempt to gain access to the website of St. Louis County earlier this month. Staff in the ID department took down the county's website on September 1st after detecting multiple attacks on the county's server. Um, recently appointed IT director Charles Henderson said on Monday the unsuccessful attack had been an attempt to take control of the website. According to Henderson, None of the county's data was compromised, lost, or stolen, or corrupted as a result of the cyber attack. The story goes on further to talk about how this happened, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but it's good. It's a good story. So they detected the threat actor moving onto the site, and the threat actor was in their initial stages of compromise, uh, and they just took the site down. They took the server down, and as luck would have it, St. Louis County was building a new website uh, on a new server that was going to be released in a couple months. And instead of re-releasing a possibly compromised server, they just moved up the promotion of the new server. So uh, it's a good it's a good story of keeping track of what's going on on your system, identifying the attack as far as we can to the left, stopping it before anything could happen. So if we think of this was this is a Trojan horse attack, but had it been a ransomware attack, the first thing they would have done was pulled data off before they did anything. So they would have went in, got to the data, and started pulling it off. So in this case, they didn't get that far. The, the attacker didn't get that far. That wasn't their, their attack, we don't think, but it was tro a Trojan horse attack. The, the IT folks, it doesn't, I'm assuming that maybe St. Louis County. No, St. Louis County is a big county. Uh, I imagine they've got a security team, but the article doesn't say anything about security team. It does talk about the IT team. Uh, 
Henderson goes on to say, after examining the, their attack method and options available to us, we determined that we could not, with confidence, defend the server against further attacks uh, with only a single layer of defense available. We recommended not bringing the system back online. Now, luckily, they had another server waiting in the wings with a new website, and they promoted that in. So the, the good story, good story of the day. Eric, good morning, good morning, good morning. So that's that's the good story of the day, man. This is the the good good news. Um, give me one second here. This next one, this next one. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the good thing. Brought up they they brought it brought it back online. So they 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 uh, foiled. I love when you can use the word foiled. They foiled the attack. Just they, they knew what was going on. And this next one, the next one's from Miter Attack. Uh, and it's really not Miter Attack. It's It springs from the Miter Attack framework. And this is the one, this is that story that drug me down the rabbit hole this morning. That's why I wasn't ready this morning, because I kept following links and getting, and if you look in the show notes, you'll see that's the case. There was There's the main story link. Um, and this is the this is a link from ZDNet, um, and we'll go over the story first. I guess yeah, let me go over the story first. Uh, the article, and then we'll jump into the just the 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 rabbit hole this thing took me down this morning because this is a game changer, guys. This is this is what MITRE is all about. So if you don't know about MITRE, again, MITRE is a federally funded research and development corporation, FFRDC. It's part of MIT. That's what MIT stands for, um, MIT Research. Um, they do great and wonderful things. They don't do anything operations and maintenance. So they can develop cool tools. They can help you get your systems ready. They can do engineering. They can do all kinds of stuff um, for the organization, especially the government. They can't work on M stuff. So they just build things. It's kind of cool. They they're builders of things, and they build great and wonderful things. So this is one of the things that they have built. It's going to ZDNet, and I don't know when. I'll have to go look at the article. Not the article, but the the actual GitHub um, link, which we'll talk about this morning. But the GitHub link to see how long this has been out. But this is a story um, from yesterday. Uh, Catalan... Simpanu, Simpanu. I think I'm getting his name wrong, probably, but so he's the guy that wrote this. Mitre and cybersecurity industry partners have launched a new project that promises to offer free emulation plans that mimic today's biggest hacking groups in order to train or help train security teams to defend their networks. This is what we need. We need those tools that help train us as defenders to know what the attack from a bad guy looks like, right? So we did red, red teaming for a long time. Red teaming has been out for a long, long time where we try to emulate the bad guy attacking our network. This takes red teaming to an additional level. So let me, let me go on. We'll, co we'll come back to that. Named the Adversary Emulation Library, the project is the work of MITRE's Ingenuity St Center for Threat-Informed Defense. 
The project hosted on GitHub aims to provide free-to-download emulation plans. Emulated plans are a collection of step-by-step -step guides, scripts, and commands that describe and perform malicious operations commonly observed in the playbook for a specific adversary. Again, risk guys, you have to know who is the bad guy coming after you, and you can use these scripts. And they're, it's new, so they're just they're, they've only got uh, Fin Six in there so far. There's other stuff we're going to talk about, but Fin Six is the first one they've loaded into this framework. Um, so the goal of the emulation, the emulation plan is to test network defenses and see if automated security systems or human operators detect attacks before, during, or after they've taken place, and then to update security procedures to account for any lapses. That's what we think about red teaming, right? Red teaming comes and we put a red team up against our organization as, and they act as an attacker would, uh, and then we, as the blue team or as the defenders, try to identify them coming in, try to stop their attack, um, and a lot, of times, a lot of times we don't know they're coming. We don't know when they're going to be there. In the past, it's been up to the red team to determine how that attack is going to take place. And that's good because they can, they can choose from a number of tools, a number of techniques to work their way in based on the problems that they're given. This, however, is a bit different. It's the next level up, I think. So the first emulation plan in this framework is FIN6. First entry in MITRE's adversary emulation library is an emulation plan for FIN6, one of today's biggest financially motivated cybercrime groups. FIN6 has been active since 2015, about five years, primarily known for targeting companies operating high traffic point of sale payment terminals where it compromises internal networks to install point of sale malware that steals payment card information. So, okay, I'm a risk person. I'm running, oh, I'm just going to pick randomly out of the air Target, right? Target's got a bunch of point of sale systems. Every cash register is a point of sale. Is my network protected from FIN6? So now when I go to my red team, I can say, don't just do a normal red team where you're going to try the, the techniques or whatever that you want to do. I'm going to say, as a red team, I want you to act like Fin6. I want to see if we are capable of defending ourselves against Fin6, which is a known adversary that is coming after us. So now we know, as a risk professional, we know the threat actor, the threat group we're worried about is Fin6. Can we defend against them? And that's what this 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 library is providing, right? Um, the plan is being put together of a MITRE and multiple industry partners that are part of the part of the MITRE Ingenuity, a nonprofit currently comprised of 23 organizations from around the globe with highly sophisticated security teams. Uh, it talks about some Microsoft, Fujitsu, Attack IQ. Um, Scythe is part of them. It's a company out here that. You know, I, I worked with Scythe when there was like three people on the team. And they're doing great things now. Prior, prior to establishing MITRE Ingenuity, nonprofit work to these to make them, uh, to these plans made them available for free. Uh, MITRE Corporation previously released two other emulations plans, first on APT3, um, 
Chinese state-sponsored hacking, and then on APT29, Russian state-sponsored. Those two I went, and, and again, this is the rabbit hole I got into this morning. This is what got me, right? So the the library is a link, right? So I went and checked out the library on GitHub. I went and looked at it, see how it looked. And then I got to this part, and they're like, okay, well, what was going on with this 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 attack plans from APT3 and APT29? Why are they different than the library? And if you go out, and again, these are all in the show notes, the APT3 from China and the APT29 from Russia are are PDFs. So you go out, you can get the PDF. Uh, in the show, again, in the show notes, you can go get it, and it says it walks through exactly how APT3 would attack an organization, what methods they use for their initial compromise, what techniques they use, and, and the funny thing, and this isn't yet, again, got me into another rabbit hole, is when you're reading this PDF, each technique is tied to the T number, the technique number, from the MITRE attack framework. So, of course, I had to then open the MITRE attack framework and then look at, at how it went through. So this is this. When you get into this, if you have time to look at this, if you are anywhere in planning security for your organization or you have the ability to in, impact the, the red teaming for your organization, I, I, I beg you to look at this. Um, and we'll, we'll pull it up. We'll go to PowerPoint view in a little bit after we're done with the article and uh, go through some of this. So, um, yeah, so the, they've got the one in the library for Fin6, but they've got paper documents that aren't really library-based. They're paper documents that you can look at for APT3, how APT3 would attack you, and how APT29 would attack you. Um, yeah, po the positive feedback from the two releases inspired MITRE leadership to work on codifying a structure for emulation plans together with industry partners, um, according to a blog post published earlier this week by John Baker department manager for the Binder Corporation. Uh, a little known fact about Fin6 is the group also sometimes dabbles in deploying ransomware on some of the networks it hacks along with mag Magecart-like skimmers, uh, small details that are included in Miter's Fin6 emulation plan. Something that speaks about the quality and accuracy of the documents released today. So it ties in, it ties into not only the main things, you know, and we'll sit here and we'll talk about something like Maze Ransomware, the main high points they do. They're going to steal your data, right? They're going to try to get in, and they're going to steal your data first, then they're going to encrypt your data, then they're going to ransom that. If you don't pay, you're not only not getting your the encryption key, but we're going to release your data. So the high points of these groups is covered here. Um, but then they go into the details, little things like, not they don't always do it, but sometimes they'll run ransomware. Um, sometimes they'll run these mage card. Some so little small details are there. The details, the devil's in the detail. So it's tuning your defenses to know what Fin Six looks like. So if you can run an attack scenario, you take you tell your red team, go out to the library. I want you to come at us like Fin Six. They're going to come at you exactly like Fin Six is going to come at you, and then you're going to be able to. Train your defender, your defenders. Train your blue team to go. I'm seeing these things, and that's again we're getting the miter framework, the attack framework. You can go. I see this, and I see this, and I see this. I know I've seen it, you know, in red teaming. 
in training. Red teaming is like training. And we go back to the old, my old army adages. You know, there, there's an old, old, old army adage. The more you bleed on the training field, or the more you sweat on the training field, the less you bleed on the battlefield. And I know this is a stretch to use that here, but the more you train people in simulations, in red team events, the more you train your defenders to be able to see something and immediately know, hey, I see this and this and this. That leads me to believe this is fin six. Now I know how to defend it against it because I can get in front of it and know what they're going to do next. I know their next step because they're programmatic in the way they move. Um, it, it's just it miter golf clap miter. This one, this one's good. Um, until miter ingenuity releases additional security plans, security teams looking to quench their curiosity can also take uh, a look at the adversary emulation plans released by Scythe over the summer. And again, it got me down the, the, the rabbit hole into Scythe. And I know these guys. Scythe is a really good organization. They're, they do a lot of high-end technical work. So I went to Scythe and looked at their stuff. So they've got a lot of stuff. They've got, what do they call them? Threat? Threat Thursday? Threat? Uh, yeah, Threat Thursday. And we're going to look at that a little bit too. Where they just... Yeah, they got to look at like you know, um, some of the stuff like Emotet. They look at Emotet. Uh, they look at deep, deep, a deep dive into the Deep Panda. They they have every Thursday going back for a long, long time. Um, they've got these threat posts uh, back June, at least to, to June. Uh, that was longer than that. Um, let's 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 change my view here. It's going to take me a second probably because it's going to be all messed up let's get miter off of the screen and then give me a second oh let me put this up on the screen alex oops sounds like a good idea for a dedicated video uh yeah i think i think we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to do some some looking into this the the github and when we look at the github you'll see it they provide both the automated script and the manual procedures <laughs> To do this and then again remember this is fin six it's just fin six it's the first one they've released so let me and i'm not set up for this so um that's not necessarily the one i wanted let's see let me move this back over here and i'm going to move this over yonder um, i think i need two why did it's not my powerpoint normal powerpoint view normally has this cat uh, Man. Something happened to my PowerPoint view. I don't know why it's... I don't, there we go. I really, I really cut out. Put that up there. That puts us in this kind of view. Now let's... Do a picture in a picture, maybe. Huh? All right. I may just say... Heck with it. Okay, there we go. Let's see, picture in a picture puts me right there. And I appreciate you guys hanging out and let me do technical difficulties. Let's put our application, uh, current application. We're going to go to Chrome, Threat Thursday, and let's get this put into the box. Nobody puts baby in the box. 
but in this case, we are. So this this is scythe, and I know it's gosh, it's a little bit. No, I guess this monitor. I've got this monitor's a little bit messed up. Hopefully it's hopefully. Oh man, can't believe I just did that. I tried to move stuff, and of course, I messed things up. Let's move that back. Sorry, guys. I know you're like, God, this is amateur hour this morning. What is going on here? Um, there we go. Let's get Scythe back in here. Let's get them the right size. And I'll take this junk. You guys don't need to see that junk. You just need to see what's going on. This is Scythe. It's in your show notes. They've got this Threat Thursday. And if you see, they've got, I, I thought they had more out here, but um, looks like they've been doing it for a few months. Um, Deep Panda. Emotet, and this is kind of, we, we jumped in a little bit. Let's, um, attack evaluations. So here is, here is the GitHub, right? This is, uh, this is emulation, sorry. I am, I told you that I'm all over the place. Okay, here we go. This is in your show notes. This is the adversary emulation library. You can go out here. The first one you want to read is these update, uh, these README MDs, right? So the nice thing about this, you find your README MD. I'll read this README MD, bring it up, and it tells you what's going on, right? The philosophy behind it, um, adversary em emulation background, getting started, uh, emulation plan, plan structure. It just goes on and on and on and talks about you know, what's going on with this adversary. Again, Fin6 in this case. Um, the license, you know, the the change log, all the stuff's out here, the resources that you can go out and conduct yourself as if you were Fin6 as an adversary. Again, I don't promote doing this unless you've got authorization, right? So get your authorization. If you're the red teamer, check this, check this thing out. You got to check this thing out. It's it's pretty cool. So what? It, and the other, the other things again. The 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 the, tr the hole I went down um, was from this, and this is this is on GitHub as well. And the link for these two APT three and APT twenty nine um, is there as well. So you can you can download where this thing started from, right? So this started as just kind of this PDF that talks about walking through how APT29 or APT3 in that case would work. You know, your command and control setup, and then you've got a branch here, either the the uh, broad initial compromise or a targeted initial compromise, and then the, the smash and grab, and then it's pretty much, you know, operational cleanup or deploy, stealth toolkit, um, stealthy intel gathering, right? And it's going to go on, and what you see here, in this, uh, and I know if you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to not going to be able to see this, but you see the MITRE attack framework, which is the, the you know that that um, kill chain from left to right. We want to stop the attacker as far to the left as we can, right? We want to stop them as far to the left as we can. Um, and then if you go through this, it, it's it's the breakdown, the breakdown of the attack. This is. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm geeking out on this. This is cool, right? So, again, uh, the breakdown. Step one in the high-level overview emulation uh, and techniques evaluated. Uh, 
Um, then it's got cited intelligence, uh, open invitation contributors, and the emulation content. Um, so in this one it says, step number one, the scenario begins with the initial breach where the legitimate user clicks an executable, executable payload, and this type, this this thing they're saying, is a screen screensaver, execute executable, ma executable. Man, I'm excited. Uh, masquerading as benign Word document, and it's funny they've got like T1204 and T1036 are cited in that first sentence. Once executed, the payload uh, creates the C2 or command and control connection over port 1234 which is T1065, using the RC4 cryptographic cipher. The attacker then uses the active C2 connection to spawn an interactive command.exe, a command shell, which is T1059, and PowerShell exe, which is T1086 shells. Um, and all that stuff is like, okay, what's that mean? Well, that's part of the MITRE ATT&CK framework, right? Um, the Cited Intelligence Cosmic Duke, another name for uh, 29, Infects, the infection payloads have started by tricking the victims into opening uh, Windows executables whose file name is manipulated to look like an image file uh, using the right-to-left override where we um, change the, we move the, the, uh, ex the actual file name farther to the right. Um, Cosmic Duke has also used RC4 to decrypt incoming data and encrypt outgoing data. C Duke and Cozy Duke have used the IRC4 cipher to encrypt data. Cozy Duke can be used to spawn a command line shell. Um, the day one readme.md file describes how to either use their precompiled code.3aak3.scr to generate a custom payload. Um, as well as additional commands to complete this step. So they give you everything you need to do this thing, right? So that made me go, okay, I know in the beginning of this thing we need we have these T numbers, these technique numbers. So okay, let's jump over to the the MITRE ATT&CK framework, right? And this is this is the MITRE ATT&CK framework. And if you haven't used it before, I've got actually APT3 up here and not APT29. I was looking at APT3 earlier. So the MITRE ATT&CK framework maps out an attack from the initial compromise to the final stages. That's whether that's removing data, cleaning it up, whatever. And we move from left to right across this this the screen here. And it's going to tell. So we start with initial access, then the execution, then persistence, then privilege escalation, uh, then defense evasion, then credential access discovery, lateral movement, collection, command and control, exfiltration, and then finally the impact. And what you see on this one, and uh, might be taken off my screen, I might not be able to get to it from here, um, is, is at the top here, you'll see APT3 is, is highlighted. With MITRE, if you go to their interactive tool, this tool right here, you can change from the different APTs. But I'm going to leave it here, right? So if we start at the very, very beginning, initial access, there are nine techniques, right? Um, Drive-by compromise. And if you see, there's that T number, T1189. Um, uh, exploit public-facing applications, um, T1188. 
T1190. Uh, T1133 is external remote services, hardware additions, T1200. Phishing is T1566. And you'll see it's got a thing next to it, a little flyout. So when you hit, click that, then we see a spear phishing attachment, a spear phishing link, and spear phishing via service. Those all have their own T numbers because they're a little different in the way that they work. But we see on here that there's only one thing that's blue, right? So we go down the blue thing and you hover over it. It's going to say domain accounts, and that's uh, T1078.002. APT3 leverages valid accounts after gaining credentials uh, for use within the victim domain. So it tells you that's that's how APT3 starts their initial movement in. And then you see, okay, what do they use for execution? Oh, they're using PowerShell, they're using Windows Command Shell, and they're using scheduled tasks. tasks. Um, why do they want to use those? Well, PowerShell, they're, they're using that for uh, account manipulation. Okay, then what are they using? What are they using for persistence? And then it's, it shows you everything in blue is things that APT3 has been seen using for persistence. The same thing for privilege escalation, same thing for defense, defense evasion, the same thing for credential access, password cracking, credentials from web browsers, key logging, LSAS memory. Those are the techniques, uh, credentials and files. Those are the techniques APT3 is going to use to, to uh, gain credential access. And then it's got some more additional flyouts that go on to that. Um, discovery, lateral movement, collection, command and control. So um, ingress tool transfer, multi-stage channels, non-application layer protocols, uh, and an external proxy, right? And then exfiltration. Um, how do they normally exfiltrate traffic, right? And that's over uh, an X, a C2 channel. So it, the flyout, when you go over the, the, the highlighted text, APD3 has a tool that exfiltrates data over the C2 channel. Um, so if we go back to, you know, these these initial PDF documents, they were they laid all the attack out. So you see all of the steps that a red teamer could follow to build their plan to attack an organization, to simulate an attack on an organization as if they were APT3 or APT29. Well, this worked well. And, and you can, again, you can see there in red in this, this, this small little view of the MITRE ATT&CK framework, this is how um, APT29 moves across the network, right? So it shows you all, the, all, the, all these different steps all the way up through 20. Um, the original victim is rebooted and legitimate user logs in, uh, emulated in order emulating ordinary usage passed over time, right? So it, it's, it's, it walks through it. So, so they said they did such a good job on this paper version that then they built the, the library. So now this is the next evolution. So you can take your first steps. You can take APT, APT29 or APT3 and build a manual attack scenario on that using the tools and techniques that MITRE's made available, including like when they said you got a user to click on a document that looks like a screensaver. They have the file. Um, so then the next step is moving on to this 
this library. And they're going to, I'm sure they're going to port in three and 29 will be the next ones ported in. Um, but this, this walks through the, using this library for both automated or scripted attacks and manual attacks. Uh, just a, a, man, a ton of good stuff from MITRE this morning. A ton of good stuff. So I'm going to take a look at this. This is the first time I've seen it this morning. I don't know how long this thing's been out. I'm going to try to figure out how long it's been out, the actual library. Start digging around in it. I think it is. I think, I think Alex is right. This is a good good call by Alex is we do a deeper look into this, a dedicated video. We've been talking about doing a dedicated video on the attack framework for a while. So we probably need to do the attack framework and then this library, this emulation, adversary adversary emulation library, AEL. I'm sure they're going to come up with a cool name for it. They probably just haven't yet. Um, yeah, that's that's the rabbit hole that I've been down this morning. Uh, a ton of, if you're into red teaming, or if you're into even blue teaming, you want to make sure that you're defending yourself as good as you can, as well as you can. This thing, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. I'm geeking out on it. It's it's something that can be used to help you be a better defender. Um, red teams from the red team side, from the pen test side, it's something that can make your attacks more realistic based on an actual attack profile. So you can actually, as this thing progresses, right now you'd be able to, as a red teamer, you could say, in our playbooks, you know, if we haven't built any of these ourselves, in our playbooks we can we can emulate an attack by Fin6, APT3, or APT29 fairly easily by modifying. I mean, you've got the whole layout. Your pen test plan, your red team plan, is essentially laid out for you already. You know, that could be part of your rules of engagement. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do exactly this. And put that, you don't have to, I meant, I remember writing those things, and it takes so long to write those plans and those rules of engagement. You can take that piece out, put it in your rules of engagement, put it in your red team or your pen test plan. Take that to whoever's requesting it, the CISO, or whoever's rest, requesting the red team event, and you got it. Step by step, it's laid out. First, we're going to do this. We're going to pick a targeted set of users. We're going to spearfish them. We're going to try to get them to open the screensaver Word document. If they open the screensaver Word document, it is going to infect their machine. And it is going to be exactly like Fin6 is doing. Uh, in that case, it was APT29. But you get the picture. This, To me, this is a game changer. To me, this is making your life easier as a red teamer but it's making your life better as a blue teamer as well. A great chance to great chance to purple team. I know and I know purple team you got to think about purple team. That's where we 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 run the red team scenario, we run the attack and then we work with the blue team after the attack. What did you see? Did you see the fact that we spearfished these four users? You didn't. Why didn't you see that? What what were you using to try to detect that? And then you try to fix that problem. You work together. The red team and the blue team work together. Again, red and blue is purple, right? So red team and the blue team work together. They try to fix that, and then they move on to the next thing. Well, after we did that, we um, we gathered credentials from that end user. Did you see us doing that? No, you didn't, or yes, you did. Okay, good, you did. That's cool. We don't need to work on that. But at the end, you should have had fixes 
for the reasons you didn't see them coming in. So again, <clears throat> that's what makes this so good. You can say, we're worried about fin six. Fin six comes in this way. And here's how their normal attack works. So if we can work all that out with red team and we walk through that first stage, okay, here's the three ways they're going to come in. If the blue team can identify all three of those ways, you know, maybe they can't the first time around, but working through this purple team, they go, okay, I didn't see any of those three. Okay, why didn't you see any of those three? Here's how we did it. Tune those IDSs, tune the IPSs, tune the firewall, tune all that stuff so you can see it. Okay, now we can see it. Now, the next time we run that scenario, I can see it. I saw all three. I saw you coming in and I stopped all three of them. Okay, cool. Now let's move on to the next step. If they get through that one, what's the next one? And the next one, all the way along until you're all the way to the right and you can identify these steps all the way. So now you can say, I saw them as far as I can to the left. And if I can stop them as far as I can to the left, that means they don't get data. That means it's easier to clean up. That means it's cheaper to deal with. All the stuff, dealing with the bad guy as far to the left as we can. I know I'm backwards here on the screen. As far as we can to the left, that's the best way to do things. I don't know, what do you guys think? Alex, Eric, you're the only guys talking this morning. What do you guys, what do you guys think about the adversary emulation library, the AEL? That's what I'm going to call it. I don't know if they, they don't seem to have a, a a good name for this thing. Um, man, the geek got me in rabbit hole today. Got me down the proverbial rabbit hole looking at this thing. So many, I just started thinking how many different ways we can employ this thing, how many different ways that we can put this in place to do good things, right? If if that if our red team, if our pen test team can emulate successfully the bad guy, if they can do it accurately, we could defend against that bad guy. That's Sun Tzu, right? Know your enemy. You won't be if you know your enemy. You won't be defeated in any battle, right? Whereas you know your enemy, know yourself, right? Know your enemy and know yourself. You won't be defeated in any battle. So if you know the enemy and you know how to see them, how to defend against them, what tools you have in your arsenal to stop them, they become ineffective, right? That's what the game's all about, stopping them. So then they're going to have to change the way they do things. I think... Miter, I think this is a game changer, guys. You guys did a good job. Guys and their partners. The other thing to look at is the site. Um, I say go check out their Threat Thursdays. There's a lot of stuff out here on Threat Thursday. Um, I have not looked at these. So Orange Worm, APT33, Cozy Bear, uh, APT19. These videos, are they... <laughs> Oh, it's nice. Got the yeah, yeah. You guys gonna have to look at these. Um, yeah, it does have it does have a video emulating APT nineteen. Shows the miter attack framework. All kind, of, yeah, definitely worth looking. Sites, I I'm, I put them on your show notes too. So 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 many good things for you guys to look at this morning. I know. Might just have to start limiting what we talk about. I read one article. These one article mornings. They they. Um, they seem to take up time when we start digging into them. So why would you want to use this? You want to use this to emulate the bad guy 
attacking your network. And you're going to want to make sure, you know, the, the, follow the rules, right? Get approval for this. Make sure that everybody's read in. Make sure you have your get, a dead, get out of jail free card. Make sure this is an authorized event. Don't just go doing this. Don't, please, please, please don't grab one of these attack plans and just start doing it against somebody. Make sure you have permission to do it. I, this is the perfect reason to set up a lab and just try, you know, maybe you're not in a position where you can influence your organization to do this. You can always build a lab and do it yourself. Set up, set up a lab, set up a few machines, be the blue team, and then be the red teamer. And that's going to hone your skills. Oh, geeked out, man. But anyways, that's what we got going on this morning. Um, it is uh, American Legion Day, and I've had my, I don't know. I'm, I, I was for a while a member of the American Legion. I, I, I don't like arguing over who gets to cook hot dogs, so I didn't, I don't go anymore. Um, that's up to you guys. I think it's a, it's a good organization. They do a lot of lobbying, a lot of work for veterans. They do a lot of good work in local communities, like here locally in the Stafford area, Fredericksburg area. They they do a lot of baseball. They run a lot of the the, the youth baseball programs. They do a lot of good stuff. I just I just maybe maybe I can't see being a member because they I, I have too much stuff going on in my time. I can't argue for an hour over who who cooks the hot dogs, and that's what the meetings were all about when I went. So hopefully they're changing. American Legion is still a great organization. They do great things for the community and for the veterans. So I can't say anything bad about that. I just, you know, the the, the, the local one. A little, a little different for me. So that's what you got going on today. That's your day. That's what's going on. That's the that's the happenings. Um, I hear back from you guys. Hopefully you guys can, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks there's 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 goodness in this this library this emulation attack emulation library i think it's a good thing i think there's a lot of good good things that can come out of this you tell me throw me throw me some throw some information in the show notes let me know what you think about this emulation library can you see uses for it in your organization or is it just a, a an hour we spent talking about something you would rather get coffee i don't know let me know in the show notes as always like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, um, hit the bell to be notified. If you like what we're doing, let me know. Let me know if you like what we're doing. Uh, it's kind of hard getting up every morning. If nobody likes what I'm doing, man, make me feel sad. <laughs> Anyways, until tomorrow, uh, the Bravo's going to tell you, go get some. I'm going to tell you guys, be good. Take care of your friends, your families, co-workers, your organization. You're the security folks. You're the cyber folks. You're the risk folks. Go out there. Do what you got to do. Uh, maybe work. Maybe take, if you got a chance, look at the uh, this this library today. If not, just take look at Scythe. Look at their Threat Thursday. Uh, looks like it's looks like it's pretty good. Anyways, that's what I got to say. Until tomorrow morning, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be here. Talking about the news of the day, maybe we'll have something different tomorrow, but I think, to me, this is a cool one this morning. So, anyways, see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Go be good out there.